This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sunday, November 19, 2023. I'm Anthony Davis. Welcome to The Weekend Show, where we take a deep dive into the news of the week. You can support my work and independent journalism at patreon.com slash five minute news. Joining us today is a Portland, Oregon based writer, activist and organizer. He is the co-founder and executive director of Demcast USA, a nonprofit dedicated to fighting right wing propaganda online. Nick Knudsen, welcome to The Weekend Show. Thanks so much for having me. So um, fighting information online, that's kind of, we're going to have a lot to talk about in, in this hour. <laughs> I, I kind of have a feeling because you could argue that that really has been at the, you know, going back to like Cambridge Analytica in 2016. I mean, you could argue that that is a huge part of where we find ourselves now. But I just thought I'd start by I was looking at the, the Demcast website and I was thinking about some of the stuff that you were posting there and you were talking about Donald Trump's lies. Uh, it, it said Trump not only lied over 30,000 times, he also made false promises to the American people that he had no intention of fulfilling. Uh, whereas President Biden tells us the truth about what he will do, then he delivers. His accomplishments for the American people are many. His administration defeated the COVID-19 pandemic, saved untold lives, passed a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, and uh, Biden's many other legislative accomplishments are making America safer and more prosperous. Trump promised, but Biden delivered. This is really the difference, isn't it? That, the, the, you know, Donald Trump is all talk. And, and, you know, we could use factories as an example, right? You know, auto workers and auto factories. I think, what, four, five, six factories closed down during his administration. Do you think that in terms of the information warfare, do you think that people have a sense that Donald Trump might be saying all this stuff and nothing really happens? Because, you know, time has passed now. The evidence is pretty clear. Well, I, lo I love the fact that you brought up the factories. Even right from the inaugural address, you might remember a line from, from the inaugural where he said that uh, uh, factories were scattered like tomb tombstones across yeah. the landscape, right? And and made all kinds of promises throughout his his tenure as president about about uh, bringing manufacturing back and rebuilding the infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, Biden actually did it. Like he, you know, they passed the Chips and Science Act uh, and uh, and are bringing manufacturing back and with a with a focus on on clean energy uh, and and uh, and passed the bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, which is rebuilding our boat, our roads and bridges across the United States, and I think there's a time delay on 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 a lot of those projects. So maybe a lot of Americans haven't come to appreciate the impact of those quite yet. Um, but yes, uh, do do people uh, understand that 
Donald Trump is all talk and, and, uh, you know, no, largely, yeah. apparently, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's, uh, he, uh, they, you know, I, I, I'm online a lot, you know, that's part of the gig. And I see so much, uh, so, so much of the, so much of the disinformation, so much of the, you know, probably Russian bots and trolls and, and people and Iranian bots and, and trolls, uh, who, who are online. They're not saying Trump is the best and Biden is the worst. They're saying both sides are terrible. Yeah. You know, that, that both sides are the same. Yeah. And so the, and that's what I hear from so many people. And it's, it's an extremely effective strategy for, um, sort of duping Americans in, into, into thinking, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. They're, they're all, they're all full of it. You know, um, it's a, it's a really big problem and it's a, given the right wing infrastructure, media infrastructure, it's a really hard dynamic to overcome. So we're, we're in a situation now where it's almost like no matter what Biden does, no matter how much he delivers, it, it kind of, you know, in terms of the voter and the, the electorate, and certainly in that period leading up to the election of, of November 2024, it, it, it might not be enough, you know. I mean, this is why they're going to have to put his name on every bridge that is built so that, right. so that people even in, in Republican states know that that came out of a, out of a Joe Biden initiative. I mean, is it as simple as that? Is it like the branding of, of Joe Biden's accomplishments needs to be greater in order to get that message across? I think branding is important. Um, it's really that Republicans have no shame about being extremely loud uh, yeah. and, and, and Democrats shouldn't either. Um, so yes, branding. I think also um, calling Republicans out when... Uh, you know, all of basically all everybody voted against the bipartisan infrastructure law, yes. right? Um, uh, not literally everybody, because it was a bipartisan infrastructure law, yeah, but it was just. a very, very small minority of, of yeah. Republicans. And and yet those those Congress people who voted against it are s taking the credit. They're in taking their the states. credit. Yeah, they're taking the credit, and so. You know, that's where it gets really local and where it's really important to have people monitoring all of that and 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 calling out the, those Congress people, those senators who are trying to take credit for those projects and, and socializing that media is not going to cover this. Yeah. Like media has no interest in roads and bridges. That's that's been clear for a long time. Um, they care about the horse race and that's just about it. I mean, this is my point about the branding of the bridge as a very yeah. simple analogy, isn't it? That, that it's not enough just to build the bridge, Nick, right? It's like you have to build it and then you have to put a banner over it, over it that said, Joe Biden, the, Biden and the infrastructure bridge, yeah. bill built this bridge. And then you have to promote that by, you know, I don't know, taking ads out and billboards. It's like to get the message home requires so much extra spend and extra effort. Yes. And and it, it it's it's sad to me because, you know, America is actually not that it's not as bad as the Republicans would have you think. And when Trump, you know, talked about going to DC and you know, when he was going for his first you know, well, he was being booked, wasn't he? He was being photographed and he was like, It's crumbling and there's graffiti everywhere and it was like he was just lying. Yeah. And it's not as bad as as they would have you believe. I mean, they talk about Los Angeles and California all the time and the homeless. And it's like for those of us who live here, 
it's really not what they are talking about. They've probably never even been here. So, so much of the rhetoric is, is just anecdotal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I live in Portland, Oregon, um, and, and a city that's been tremendously vilified uh, by the right. It's a very peaceful, nice community. I mean, yeah, we've got our problems, all big cities do, but um, it's not like uh, Antifa's, you know, uh, make, uh, putting graffiti on, on, your, on your house uh, when you're asleep or, or uh, you know, trying to, trying to truly like take over downtown or anything like that. It's just that that's the, that's the um, extreme effectiveness of the right-wing media and ecosystem. They, they, they latch onto a talking point. And, and, and one of their strong talking points is the defective Democrat run cities that are, that have homeless people on every corner and, and, uh, and, and are, and are in squalor, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's just, it is something that we've got to, we've got to push back against because it's not going away unless we do. Just explain to us how Demcast works and, and how you go about that, because that really is your mission, isn't it? It's like reprogramming the, the, the information so that people can get the truth and share the truth. Yes. Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. We, uh, so Demcast, we're, like you said, we're a 501c4 nonprofit, uh, really dedicated to fighting right-wing disinformation online, um, lifting up pro-democracy messaging. Um, some people hear Demcast and they say, oh, it's Democrats, Democrat cast. It's actually democ democracy was sort of the founding uh, theory behind uh, our, our effort here. But it just so happens that there's one party that's kind of pro-democracy right now. And so right. we, we end up boosting a lot of Democrats because they're because they're the party of pro-democracy. Um, so what we do is uh, we uh, empower and embolden regular people with their social with social media accounts doesn't matter which platform, doesn't matter who your audience is. Uh, you could be on Facebook in South Carolina and have, you know, a largely sort of right-wing MAGA audience of, of friends on there. Or you could be in the Bay Area and be on Twitter and TikTok and all your followers are, are, uh, are liberals. Uh, we we want to meet you where you are, uh, help you deploy messaging that either persuades uh, on where persuasion is needed or or mobilizes where mobilization is needed and and inf and informs everybody about the truth and the the importance of of uh, the pro democracy movement fighting against uh, authoritarianism rising authoritarianism uh, in the in the MAGA GOP. There there are two things I want to ask you about this. Firstly, is that Demcast obviously people are going to think Democrat. And actually, that has now become a problem in the vernacular, hasn't it? That that people think that democracy is exclusive to Democrats because of the you know the 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 the, the verbiage, and and consequently, it's it's in my view, it's the one of the reasons that that Republicans are pushing away from democracy is because the word sounds like Democrat. Is there any truth to that? I mean, English is a funny language. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I th I think uh, they they are overtly devaluing democracy. Like they don't they don't really talk about boosting democracy or saving democracy. Um, you know, that's something that we talk about. You know, for them, it's more of a punchline. Um, you know, they uh, that 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 they use against us. So, um, yeah, I think I, I think that's definitely a dynamic that's happening. 
Because weirdly, Donald Trump is actually talking about democracy. He is one of the people that is. You know, I agree, the Republican lawmakers are not. But, but Trump is saying, you know, they're taking away our democracy. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we're going to bring I'm going to bring it back. Never say we're going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Back. It's always yeah. the, the, the solitary, the, the dictator, the authoritarian. Right. But, but the thing is, he was the guy that broke it. And this is what's so interesting, isn't it? That people forget that prior to not just January 6th, but prior to even 2016, Donald Trump was saying, well, you know, if I don't win, then it must be rigged. And that noise got louder and louder and louder and certainly was powerful in 2020 and ever since. But he is the one that has been eroding the, the, the democracy that we hold dear in the, in the U.S. It was actually never in peril before he showed up. No, I mean, you could make an argument that, uh, you know, starting with sort of Newt Gingrich, uh, the underpinnings of, of the movement, you know. Yeah, uh, that, that was almost a different generation, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's I like mean, that was, the, that, was ba- that was baby democracy. Killing baby him. democracy, he's, right. Yeah, he's, yeah this, he's is, a, this is like a modern, this is like a Cold War, leagues, like a yeah. modern yeah. warfare now. It is, yeah. So, so if the guy who broke democracy by saying that everything was rigged and then brought about the, the insurrection, the coup, the riot, and everything that went with it, if he's the guy that's now offering to fix it, what, what do you think the likelihood is? Because this, this is the burning question that everybody asks me. They're like, well, is he going to win? Is he going to win? Is he gonna? And I'm like, I don't actually know. And, I, and it's crazy that with all the polling that we have and all of the – you know, the research and the social media and the communication, you know, it's all we talk about is this guy. And yet none of us have any prediction on this subject. It's so tough. Why do you think that is? Well, um, you know, some of the other factors here are just the circumstances of of this specific election uh, that make it super unpredictable. You have uh, RFK Jr. in there. You've got uh, Jill Stein saying she's going to run again. Um, you got, uh, you know, the, the no labels, you know, maybe a Joe Manchin ticket and that just throws all kinds of ambiguity and uncertainty into, into a, an election process that is always, I mean, just because of where we are as a country, it's always going to come down to, you know, a hand, a handful of voters and a handful of States, you know, swinging one way or the other. Um, yeah. and you know, cause uh, we've got, we've got our hard hardcore blue states we've got our hardcore red states and then we've got you know uh, a half dozen to a dozen states where where things can change and um you know so it just gets really hard to predict it's like how's the economy doing uh, what's happening in is israel and and gaza you know what's um you know what's happening with these third party candidates so it it's it's not it's just hard to predict because of how um you know, how divided America is. Not to mention that Donald Trump has four indictments and 91 charges. And so right. there is... <laughs> There's that, a wild card in there. Right. Yeah. There is that thought that, well, maybe he'll end up in, in, in a federal prison or, right. you know, something. And, and, well, and I suppose we've never had to contend with that before. Well, and, the, and there is... There, there were some re- recent polls that were, like, super troubling uh, on, the, on the Biden side. Uh, but some of the the underlying numbers in there were, were promising on that front. You know, uh, uh, there was like a six point swing, I think, uh, for, for re- some Republicans who 
uh, sort of change their tune if Trump was an, an, an a, a convicted felon. Uh, said, oh, we probably shouldn't have a felon who's president, uh, and and sort of change you know, change change the way that they might vote in 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 those polls. So I think that is that that is maybe the biggest uh, you know f- factor in 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 what could really swing the. 2024 it could end up being a landslide for biden if the if the if if these trials are super public uh if trump fails in his ability to convince everybody that it's just a witch hunt uh if if the facts come out and people say um you know that that's definitely a possibility but trump hasn't won anything since 2016 right and i think that we sometimes forget that he's a loser right (laughs) and 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 but he makes the most noise yeah. and he's always in the newspapers. It's an old fashioned phrase, wasn't it? He's always in the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a newspaper for a while, but right. I, I get this. I get the sense that with the reason that those of us who study this find it difficult to predict is because so much of our work is taken up dealing with him. And actually when it comes to voters, so much of this noise is not really permeating through to them. And middle America is probably not hearing it in the same way that we might be on the coasts. They're, they are not for sure. Um, you know, it's as the 24 election picks up, you know, it'll start seeping out more, I think. And, and I, and, and I think that could be a little bit, some of the embedded, uh, anti-Biden pro-Trump numbers in some of these polls, I think are partly because he has been kind of out of the spotlight. Yeah, uh, and and he's just r- sort of reemerging from his from his hole now, and uh, and once he starts coming back into the light, I, I think people will be reminded about why he's you know why he's such a disgusting human being. Um, but uh, you know, I think it's it's incumbent upon us all, and and this is why you know Demcast does you know why we do what we do at Demcast. Um. To, for all of us to use whatever reach we have, whether that's just talking to people in our community or using our social media network to 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 spread truth, um, but just to to you know to stay on message because the 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 legacy media or the mainstream media or whatever you want to call it, um, they're just going to follow him around with their tongues hanging out because yeah. he get, he gets them ratings and that's just that that at least we've learned. Uh, and, and so we have to find some workarounds for that. But he also is very repetitive and there isn't really much new coming out of the Trump camp. And, you know, aside from what we, you know, what's going on legally for him in terms of the offering for 2024 and beyond, nothing is really changing. You know, he's just talking about making America white again, going back to that, you know, old mantra bringing back the Muslim ban, shutting the border, all of the stuff that, that, you know, those of us on the right side of, of democracy recognizes intrinsically fascist. That is very much on the menu, isn't it? And, and unfortunately people like that. I mean, there are Americans who are like, yeah, shut the border, ban the Muslims. This is America. And it's not something I can wrap my head around as a European and hopefully most people who care for humanity wouldn't either. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, 
you know, his his agenda is what it's been, but in a second term, it's just going to be on on steroids because yeah. it, at least in in his first term, it's not like he had an all star team working for him or like the best the best people in government. But there were some people in there who I think you know, at least were not uh, telling him everything that he wanted to hear. Round two is going to be Trump and and his little and his little Trumpkins uh, running around his yes men. It's it's going to there. It's going to be gloves off. Uh, it's going to be Muslim bans. It's going to be uh, you know uh, uh, criminalizing immigrants. It's going to be uh, continuing the the uh, er- erosion of rights for, for civil rights, LGBTQ, women's rights. Um, and, and they're not going to be, um, once they get into office, they're not going to be bashful about it. Um, and Americans really need to understand that before they vote in 2024. Okay. We have to take a quick pause for our sponsor, but I'll come back with you and we'll talk more with Nick Knudsen here on The Weekend Show. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get a better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing outbreaks and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash weekend to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code weekend at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash weekend and use the code weekend to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. That's trymiracle.com slash weekend to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. If someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. Then I tried Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their bodies. Senescent cells cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and pains, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-age feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they are taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing off dead leaves of a plant, Qualia Senolytic removes those worn-out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. It takes just two days a month. 
The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. It has a 100-day money-back guarantee, and since taking Qualia Senolytic, I have higher energy levels, I feel 15 years younger, and feel more productive and enthusiastic in life, not to mention less aches and pains. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash weekend for up to $100 off and use code weekend at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash weekend for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's video. We're back with Nick Knudsen from the Demcast, which is you know, I recommend you go take a look because it's these kind of grassroots organizations that we often don't really hear about, but there is so much work going on on the, on the ground to mobilize people, to make people realize, you know, how important the next election is. Would you say that 2024 is a more important election than 2020 was? They just keep getting more important. I feel like as time goes on, um, the, the longer the, um, because the Republican, the Republican Party broadly is more MAGA now than it was then. Yes. And, and certainly in, in 2020, it was more MAGA than it was in 2016. And so like the, the, you know, whether Trump's involved or not, like obviously he's the most dangerous human <laughs> at the moment in terms of like threat to democracy. Uh, but the, the, uh, the broadening connection of the sort of MAGA philosophy to the, to the Republican party is, is something that's going to keep being a problem into the future, regardless of whether Trump's on the ticket or not. But the other candidates are all saying the same stuff. I mean, Nikki Haley is, is an extremist as far as I can tell. Completely. Ron DeSantis is Trump in cowboy boots. I mean, yeah. These are these all of these characters. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is a, is a disaster. I mean, it's like who? Where did this guy come from? Uh, and and yet, they seem to be parroting Trump because they see that it works, and they they, they haven't thought too deeply about it. But they're they like, that, well, I'll just say they, what he's saying. They know that they have to if they want to win. Right. You can't you can't win the Republican nomination for president without winning the MAGA base. That that those people are in the driver's seat. Uh, and and all those people know it, so that's that's why you hear them parroting what he says. But it's pretty naive, isn't it? Because the the the, the MAGA base is is minimal, really, isn't it? It's it's what thirty percent of the Republican vote potentially. Even if it's fifty percent, it's still not enough. That kind of hardcore, extreme, angry people who oddly don't benefit from any of Donald Trump's policies. I mean, all of that right. a lot would be much better off voting for the Democrats. But, mm. you know, the anger is more visceral than their right. desire to actually think long term. Why? I mean, that happens in many countries, doesn't it? You know, the, the, the poor or the dispossessed invariably vote for the, the right wing candidate. It's almost like a, a protest vote, isn't it? Can, right. you, can you explain that? I mean, wh why do you think that even after all the history of the last seven or eight years, that, that people still haven't worked out that that authoritarian character is really cares nothing for them. 
Well, I mean, it's the politics of grievance. You know, it's 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 what he has deftly. I hate giving him any credit, but yeah. sort of laid out for for a, a vast swath of America instead of focusing on their economic best interests or you know uh, making sure that we have money to fund edu- public education so that kids can learn things. You know that re- Republicans don't talk about any of that stuff. Yeah. You know they just talk about they're coming to take your guns. They're, uh, they're killing babies, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so it's, it's really just that they, 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 you know, they, they hate Christians, you know, so it's, it's a culture war. Um, and, and that's, that's why it's so ingrained is because people feel like, um, because it's been told to them again and again and again and again and again, that Democrats are, are coming to take your way of life way of life away from you um you know by by importing immigrants and having them take your jobs and you know all these things and you know none of it's true but because of the way the media media ecosystem works there's no um there's no real sort of handy way for people to sort of be um you know dissuaded from thinking that way isn't it sad that we're in a country that is just so riddled with misinformation, that is so at odds with reality, that the potential to lose the democratic process and one's freedoms are all at stake over a mistake, right? Yeah. The whole thing is just, it's a, it's a huge mistake. Yep. And, and, and yet the country could fall because messaging is so poor whether it be because the Democrats don't make the right noises or don't respond appropriately, or whether it because Trump and his people are shouting too loud. Yeah, it it is. It's, it's just terrible. I mean, it's why I, you know, left my 15 year career in nonprofit management in Portland and decided to go and do this stuff after Trump yeah. was elected. So, I mean, it's, it's super troubling. I think, um, you know, the, some other um, elements that are against us in this, uh, social media networks where so many people are getting their getting their information. Um, you know, look at what uh, Elon Musk is doing with uh, X, formerly yes. Twitter, right? I mean, it, it, I only call it Twitter. I, I won't yeah, I, I know, I do too. Yeah. Um, the the you know the um, it's off the rails. I mean, it's yeah. just it's it's uh, I'm still on there because it's still a, an important place where information you know travels and where uh, where where people learn about what's happening in the world. So we can't just abandon it. Um, but, but it's, you know, the, the number of, of, uh, right-wing trolls is just like quadrupled isn't, isn't big enough. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is really off the rails. And, 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 and likewise, I mean, we, we know from, you know, the Cambridge Analytica stories in, in, in 2016 and, and, uh, you know, it's not like meta is a, is a, is a great platform either, you know, that, um, and so, and, you know, TikTok is, you know, China owned company, (laughs) you know, can't, can't really put all our eggs in that basket. So it's just, um, it's not like the social media companies are, are trying to help with this, you know, there are things that could be done and, and social media regulation, I think is a really important, uh, policy agenda item that we need we need to uh, 
dig into if we manage to get a, a trifecta in in 2024 or 2026 um uh along with along with um you know pro democracy bills like the freedom to vote act and the john lewis uh voting rights advancement act to to shore up both the democracy mm. side which no also- republicans will vote for N- none no. will vote no. for because they know that the more people that vote the fewer votes they're going to get and even yeah. that message to me is a very simple one and right. even that message doesn't seem to be widely known or shared enough yeah i mean wisconsin you know you look at wisconsin where you know it's basically a 50-50 state uh and the vote is pretty much 50-50 but the wisconsin state legislature i i, I don't want to tell you what the percentages are but it's like 69 you know percent republican or something it's way off balance because of the extreme gerrymandering um and and you know you call them out on that and 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 republicans are like yeah that's the game you know and and they just brush it off and and well while people's votes are basically being stripped away from them uh and and the the ability to impact you know how their state runs is being stripped away from them by the by the gerrymandering it's just it's there's so many problems <laughs> and 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 isn't that part of the problem though that to them it is a game right yes. so so to democrats it's about communities and humanity and human rights and equal rights and voting rights and all of those things and yet to republicans it's just a game it's own the libs it's 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 power it's power it's power because the gerrymandering thing is something we really should talk about and this is something that again i don't think we make enough of is that one of the many methods that the republicans and trump have in their armory is gerrymandering is 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 boundary lines is is redrawing of districts it's all of that stuff yeah which has been going on for years but they've been ramping it up recently and even though the democrats have had a few wins recently with with boundary lines the 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 gerrymandering is still very much stacked in republicans favor which is why they would never want to do away with the electoral college right uh, a, a completely imperfect system of voting it's this in fact it's the only way they can win really isn't it yeah a hundred percent um the the like if you think about it if 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 you draw a district boundary such that it's like eh, 53 47 those candidates are going to have to actually try and appeal to voters from the other side they're going to have to they're going to have to moderate what they're saying because there's some wiggle room they could they could lose the election right, right. but if you if you draw a district where it's you know a, a plus 20 plus 25 district uh, you just have to like you know make it look make the district look like a, a a duck or something to to make that happen yeah then uh then the the representatives are effectively unaccountable because the it's such a hyper partisan atmosphere that they're not they're not going to lose reelection, you know, unless you're George Santos and you apparently commit felonies, <laughs> you know, on your way yeah. into Congress. Yeah, well, what one by one they might be able to get rid of Republican Congress people that way, but it, yeah, I mean, look, but look how long it's taken to get George Santos removed. Right, this is the crazy thing, you know. It it, it's it's like it should have happened overnight. You don't need to go through all this process because, yeah. you know, the evidence was clear from the very beginning 
even just an instinct. You know, he, he he's, he's still lying as we speak right now. Yeah, he should denying. he should have been forced to resign by Republican leadership yeah. right at the outset. As yeah. soon as everything became clear at the beginning, because that didn't happen, I can understand, you know, so, so they took a vote to expel him, uh, I don't know, a month ago. That's right. Uh, yeah. And, and there were, there were a number of Democrats who, uh, voted no. And, um, and part of the, I think was it Jamie Raskin, I think maybe, uh, who, who had a pretty reasonable explanation. It's like, look, slippery slope guys. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if. If the House uh, majority is such that they they could just like decide that they don't like somebody and expel them, you know, without there being, you know, a formal process that's been completed or a criminal conviction, then it's just a really bad precedent to set but yeah. potentially in, in, a, in a very, very likely, you know, or potentially likely future scenario that Republicans have a you know, extreme majority in this country. Um, so I think I get that. Um, but and and so now that now that the House Ethics Committee has resolved that that you know that they that they think that he committed felonies on the way in, way into office, I think that opens the door for for expulsion. And I think yeah. all of the Democrats who voted no will vote yes now. Um, so I, I but like they need that the vote, don't they? they? This is the problem with the House being so equally divided. Yep. Unlike the country, of course, the country is not equally divided, and yet the House is, which is proof positive right that that we are not represented appropriately and right. and you know they they needed george santos's vo vote not that they passed any bills for goodness sake but you know they needed his vote because he's effectively the decider yeah and they know that if he if they lose that seat it's gonna go to a democrat yeah. so yeah um and that's that's again it comes down to power the thing that they care about is power they they don't they don't care about what's right. They don't care about democracy. They don't care about the fact that this guy is a fraud and defrauded, you know, the, the constituents of his district. Yeah. Um, they just care that they, they get his vote. And not to mention his OnlyFans account, which <laughs> he went on TV and lied about again the other day, just kind of said, Oh, I didn't even know what it was until someone in my office showed me. And it's like, well, the, the, the your credit card statements say otherwise. I think that was the case. You know, MAGA Mike Johnson is the, is the, uh, is the speaker now that That's that was right. probably his big, his big mistake because, you know, uh, Mike Johnson and his, and his son having the, uh, covenant eyes porn monitoring program yeah. going, Probably OnlyFans is, isn't going right. to go over well with leadership at this point. I couldn't understand. Maybe you can explain it to me. And this is just an aside. When I watched yeah. him talking about that app and his son has it and he has it and they monitor each other, was he saying that they're allowed to have porn on their phones, but it can't be really bad porn because then it alerts them? Or was it no porn or no nothing on the phone? I couldn't work it out. It sounded to me like... I'm allowed soft porn. <laughs> I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about, man? Well, first of all, can we just say, like, your accountability partner is your son? Like, the, Yeah, number one, probably not a, not a great <laughs> place on. to start. Yeah. How about, like, a buddy or, you know, anyway, <laughs> yeah, if you're right. going to go there. Or, or um, your wife, even. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that seems appropriate, too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, um, I, didn't, I didn't assume, make much sense to me. I assume that it's, like, monitoring to make sure that, the other person doesn't consume porn. 
yeah pornography but maybe it's maybe there's some maybe there's some allowances in there i don't know right. i was gonna say maybe, maybe they're allowed yeah. to watch basic instinct and that's right, where it right. stops right that's where um, it stops. let's talk about maga mike johnson for a moment because this is a another shift in terms of uh you know losing the, the the that separation of church and state which is something that is yeah. obviously held very dear in the in the pro democracy camp and the founders very much made that point to separate and yet mike johnson does not read it that way in yeah. the same way that he interprets the bible in his own way he is interpreting the constitution in a way and i've heard him clearly outright say the founders did not choose to separate the church and state they purposely wrote the constitution with the you know religious um uh, requirements in mind how do you feel about that i think it's extremely scary it's one of the one of the scariest pieces of of um the sort of christian nationalist uh uprising in this country um you know the the guy the guy thinks that dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark. I mean, this is like, and you know, I don't begrudge people, you know, it, people can have whatever religious, um, you know, uh, ideas, belief systems, belief like, systems, yeah. you know, that's, that's the whole thing about our side is like, we're just like, yeah, you do you man, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but when it comes to governing, uh, having religious principles, as the guiding light for creation of public policy is extremely troubling and very, very against what the founding fathers wanted to see happen. They, they were, you know, they, they, uh, you know, left, uh, you know, England. I'm not a historian. You, you had Heather Cox Richardson on last week. So neither of us should try to compete. But, with yeah. Her. But, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that was the whole idea was of, of uh, a big part of the idea of founding America was to sort of get out from under the thumb of the church of yeah. England. And, yeah. and, and that's why it's, that's why everything was framed in such a secular way in the, in the constitution. Um, and, and these, these people just don't, don't see it that way. And, you know, from, from them to the, 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 the federalist society, uh, people that, that, that they're trying to identify for, for, uh, for court, uh, appointments, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, who, who come, who come from this super religious Christian background, you know, it's, it's troubling. And, and I see it in conversations that I have with just re regular folks, uh, particularly around the issue of abortion. Like I really try and have like conversations with people from from the other side of that issue and and you know the it they're just so like you know it's a baby it's a baby you know at from conception it's a baby and where do you get that from like what that you know i try and like meet them like where where you know what how do you come to sort of believe that and it's yeah. and, and 90 seven percent of the time it comes down to the church mm. and and you know i try and sort of circle back to okay well i'm i'm not a religious person <clears throat> uh, you know i wasn't i wasn't raised in, in in a religious household i'm i'm a i'm a person of who believes in morality for sure um but uh you know i just i just don't believe that and and so if you try and legislate that you know over me over my daughter uh, who's 13 years old, 
who doesn't believe that either, you know, you're trying to impose your religion on, on other people. And, and that's, that's, that's not how this should work. And, and, and sometimes people's eyes just like get big and they like, Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but isn't that interesting lot, that yeah. no one has ever really questioned their, their beliefs. And, you yeah. know, the first conversation I have, cause I, you know, I, I like to, have these types of conversations just for fun. I'm an, I'm an atheist, but I, you know, I went to a Christian school. I studied mm -hmm. the Bible. I did all the stuff. So I, I, you know, I understand the, the, the kind of the teachings, but I recognize that this thing about interpretation is so fascinating to me because in the same way that Mike Johnson is interpreting the Bible in his own way. And I saw a clip of him praying with someone on zoom for the country and then he starts crying during the prayer like blubbing and i mean this you know these people are so brainwashed into into this kind of extremist version of 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 christianity and i have no problem with any religion moderate religion that you are able to practice in your own way that does not affect other people of course you do you as you said and yet this is now at another level where yeah. christian nationalism and christian extremism it's this assumption that if you're not a Christian and if you don't have these same beliefs, that you are a lesser quality person and you don't deserve a place in American society. Yeah, and 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 that is very dangerous, isn't it? It is, and the the, the trick is that for the for the everyday people, um, you know who who are who have been influenced to think that way, if you ask them, they'll say, "No, I'm extremely tolerant." Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I want to live next door to, to, to people of different religions. I, 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 I think, I think everybody should be able to practice their religions, you know, if they want to, but, but in practice, it doesn't translate because they want to live in a world where their belief system is dominant over everybody else. And so, and, and, and the, and so it's a very sort of surreptitious, um, you know, job that the, that the Christian nationalist movement has done to sort of overtake the political conversation and, and get people to, to think that way. And it, it's baked into the, um, the Heritage Foundation's document yep. of Project 2025, Project 2025 which yep. people are starting to read now. You know, I, yep. I, I first got a PDF of this. It's nearly a thousand pages long. I had downloaded it off their website. It was surprisingly easy to get this kind of manifesto for, for, this extremist kind of Christian view of America. Yeah. And yet this is what Donald Trump has in store for the voters. It is a, it is a dictatorship yeah. with these extremist Christian values yep. where abortion will be codified into, into law to the point that, you know, no one will be able to access the, the healthcare that they need. It, it's, it's very scary. I want to talk more about that with you in just a minute. We have to take yeah. another quick pause for our sponsor and we'll be back here on The Weekend Show. Being on top of your mental health game is so important. As you know, I'm a journalist. In addition to all the work we do here, it's so easy to fall into bad habits or routines because life gets in the way, especially with your diet. Frankly, I think most people can relate that everyday life gets in the way, making it challenging to find a healthy snack without all that sugar and junk. If you're busy and constantly on the go like me, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, 
collagen and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars are mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Mosh now has a line of new plant-powered protein bars in three delicious flavors for those who want all the protein and brain support from the original bar now made with plant-based ingredients. I have a Mosh bar every morning to kick off my day, and it's totally improved my performance. I love the taste, especially the peanut butter Mosh bar. It's delicious. Not to mention the packaging makes it super easy to take with me if I ever find myself hungry in between meetings. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash weekend to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash weekend. We're back with Nick Knudsen from Demcast here on The Weekend Show. I'm Anthony Davis. So we've mentioned Project 2025 a little bit. This is um, a document which I encourage people to to look at and to read. And it's weird because, you know, saying that, I'm almost like saying, hey, go out and read the Republican manifesto. And really, I should be saying, go out and read the Democrat manifesto. You know, I should be promoting, but but we take the kind of the Democrat version of events for granted, because to me, it represents normality mm-hmm. and, and, and peace and humanity and these words that we've talked about earlier. But the, the the step change, that far right redirection of public policy, and, you know, shutting down the judiciary and the FBI and rebuilding America in Donald Trump's image. That is the stuff that, that we could look forward to if we vote for a dictatorship in November. Yeah, I don't think you'll hear him say, hey, vote for me for a dictatorship. Um, but but it's in the manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> You know, the the this document really, uh, you know, put takes the veil off uh, the the agenda for the for the Republicans. Um, like you said, I think it it was like fi- up to 50,000 federal employees could be could be fired. And, yeah. They would have and, to take a, an allegiance test. Yeah, they have to take they, an allegiance test. I mean, yeah. this come on, guys, this <laughs> sounds yeah. Sounds an awful lot like Nazi Germany, right. <laughs> you know, allegiance tests and that kind yeah. of, I mean, yeah. And so replace, replacing lifetime civil servants with Trump loyalists who aren't probably qualified to run the agencies that they're being put into, yeah. you know, uh, re, like you said, re, um, reformulating the Department of Justice and the, uh, and the FBI with yes men. Uh, that's, that's, that's weaponization of the federal government against the American people. And I think we also need to stop saying it's a bit like Nazi Germany. Yeah. And go, it, it is basically it is. Nazi Germany. And, yeah. and this is it, isn't it? It's that realization that America, which is such a strong nation that is the kind of bastion of pro-democracy 
around the world that other nations look to is actually falling. The democracy is, is failing and falling because of one solitary individual. And other countries like, like Turkey and Hungary and even Brazil under Bolsonaro, yep. they all took a leaf out of Trump's book. It was, yep. it was Trump's presidency that gave them license to redirect the politics of their own countries because they're like, well, if America's doing it, then it's good yep. enough for us. It, it, it made extremism mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is a very unique figure, um, in, in history, yeah. uh, because of the, his ability to, uh, connect with people despite being, you know, completely full of shit, like right. all the time, like outwardly right. and, and wearing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and sort of the almost religious fervor with which people follow him, you know, they don't, people are people are at the at least in the in the base people are at the point where if he's convicted of crimes they're going to say you know that's that that's proof yeah of 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 what trump has been telling us all along they're after yeah. him you know yeah. they don't like him they don't like that he's trying to defend our way of life and so, and so the, the deep state is coming for him. You know, I mean, it's just, they 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 live in a, in a completely different universe. And he kind um, of predicts the conversation, which I find very interesting. Again, this is stuff that Joe Biden and the Democrats, they just don't do because they're so used to the status quo. Right. But because Trump is rewriting the narrative, I mean, you know, there was this gag order that was put in place, which a lot of right. people are saying was unconstitutional. Barely an hour after this new order, which prohibited um you know the, the the new order that effectively reversed the gag order yeah he comes out and starts tearing into the clerk again and tearing yeah. into judging goran yeah. and and but you know a lot of legal scholars were saying that the gag order was, was unconstitutional and it doesn't help the argument that democrats are for free speech Right. When you have a Democrat judge imposing a, a gag order and fines upon a, a defendant, um, you know, it, it's almost detrimental to, to the messaging, isn't it? It's hard. It, it is. It's I mean, and this is the this is the brilliance of Trump. Like he wins either way in, yeah. in that in that in that situation. Like. He'll attack people. He'll. In, I have no doubt that, you know, the the judge and the clerk have been getting death threats and all kinds of terrible stuff coming at them because of, uh, a, just because they're presiding over the, uh, you know, this, this process for, for, for the, for the beloved, <laughs> the beloved Trump. Um, but also because of what he says, you know, yeah. I mean, this is a man who literally just said, I didn't win or I, I won the election it was stolen from me. Let's go to the Capitol. And people went to the cap. People, people go, people take cues from this man and go and do terrible things. Like yeah. just yeah. look at January 6th. Yeah. And so, and so, and so like, I, I feel terrible for, for the, for the, anybody, anybody, any civil servant, any judge who has to be anywhere in his proximity because he is going to attack them. He's, it seems like he's just going to get away with it um, until maybe there's like a, an actual like 
felony conviction at some point, and maybe yeah. that'll maybe that'll change things. But it's or or maybe not. I mean, this is my worry is because you know he is getting special treatment by nature yeah. of his of his uh, history and his celebrity, and yeah. you know again the lack of seriousness. I think I complained about this on the uh, on the uncovered show that I do of the week. The the lack of seriousness from the judge. And even Letitia James and mm-hmm. Forney Willis, you know, they're, they're just like, there's a lack of seriousness that to me kind of devalues the case in many ways. And Trump is kind of seizing on that. I just want to talk about something on a positive note, because there is some good stuff coming out the Dem camp. And that is the this new Twitter account, the Biden-Harris HQ account, which is very interesting. Uh, they call it Just the Facts. It's Biden HQ is the handle. Just the Facts, Jack. A project of Biden-Harris 2024. We're on the other website too. Um, so I think that's a reference to threads. Uh-huh. I'm just reading off of their off of their um, yep. title. And they are posting videos of either Trump screwing up or, or contradicting himself. They're posting videos and little clips of Republicans reviewing Republicans' job performance, and they posted a very interesting one with Chip Roy and a you know a bunch of stuff. And this is the kind of action that I've been calling for for a while. You know, to actually see social media being used in the right way. Who's behind this? Do you know anything about it? Do you know where this has come from, and and why so late? I mean, I think it comes out of the Biden camp. Um, I. I I, I can't claim to know exactly who's put, who's pressing the keys or whatever, but yeah. um, why so late? Uh, good question. I don't know. Uh, better late than never. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think people saw what John Fetterman did last year in his campaign. He was extremely savvy with yes. social media. Um, you know, he, he made Dr. Oz look like, look like an absolute fool, like 24 yeah. seven for, for nine months leading up to that election. The man had a stroke and was not on the campaign trail and, ba- and basically just campaigned using, you know, with his team using social media yeah. um, and, and, and was the victor. So I think pop, I think probably people looked at that and said, okay, this is, this is modern day, modern day campaigning. You know, you have to sort of create an image for yourself as a little bit of a, we need a little bit more badass, um, a, a little bit more humor. Um, you know, I, I know the, um, the Biden Harris folks, uh, took, made, made a bunch of dark Brandon signs with the laser eyes yes, and, and put a, a thousand, thousand of them around the, uh, the venue where the Republican debate was last week. Um, and then of course, socialize that because only a handful of people are actually going to see that, but you know, unless you, unless you put it out on the socials. So, um, it's smart. It's, it's good. I love, I love seeing it, you know, more of that type of stuff. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that we try and do too, but it, it, it does mean something different when it's literally coming from like a Biden, uh, campaign account. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that. Because there, there is a lot to celebrate as well. I mean, the, the United States economy is growing faster than the Chinese economy now. That yeah. hasn't been the case since 1980. Yeah. Uh, China's economy is not really recovered years. from COVID or anything. And under, under Biden, with the rescue plan and the infrastructure bill, CHIPS and Science Act you mentioned, there's been 34 straight months of job growth. 
22 yeah. months of unemployment under 4%. This is yeah. the best unemployment in 50 years. Yep. GDP, 4.9%. I mean, these things matter. And, and yet the problem is that if Biden announces them, they're never going to get onto the networks that people on the right are watching right. because of these information silos. So how, do, how does Biden cross the Rubicon into, into that kind of Republican ecosystem? Well, I think I think one way is is what we're doing um, is is having regular people who have social networks that bridge bridge the gap between the between the camps, you know, particularly on Facebook, where um, where you know connections are more based on personal relationship, family, people you went to school with, that kind of stuff, rather than sort of political affiliation, right? Um, you know, so there, there's some real opportunity there to, to have emissaries who are out there like sharing facts about what's going on. I think part, part of the problem with messaging all of the wins on the economy is that it's, it's coming at a time, uh, obviously where there's been, there's been inflation, uh, prices seem really high, but beyond that, you know, we, we've been on this road for a while. You know, it's really been since since the Reagan administration when when, you know, Republicans basically decided to retilt the wealth of the nation toward the toward the uber wealthy and 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 away from the middle class and the working class. And and ever since then, housing has been getting more expensive. College has been getting more expensive you know, goods, goods and services have been getting more expensive. And, you know, for me, like, you know, I'm 43 years old. My, when I, when I was a kid, my, my mom stayed home. My, my dad had a job. It wasn't like a CEO or anything. You know, he, he, he had a good job and he provided for the family. We went on vacations. I can't even imagine being able to do that yeah. right now in, yeah. in, in this economy. Um, but this so, is the world over. And this is what people sometimes fail to realize that it's the same in pretty much every country, yeah. certainly in the UK where yeah, I'm from, sure. where inflation is through the roof, the cost of living is insane, and yeah. they've been living under a thing that conservatives call austerity for the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think it just makes messaging difficult because you can say like, the economy's great, look at GDP, look at low un unemployment. But mm. like, if I'm going to the grocery store and like, you know, vomiting after I leave because of how much I just right. paid, you know, or, or, or I I'm having to forego vacation so that I can, you know, pay for my kid to go to daycare. You know, it's, it's going to, it's just going to hit differently. So I think it's really important for Democrats. Yes. Talk about the wins. We have to talk about the wins, um, the bringing manufacturing back, all the roads and bridges, all of these things. Um, but we also have to talk about who's fighting for the American people. We, you know, frame the Democratic Party as the party of 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 working people, of of regular people, and frame the Republican Party as the the party of the the billionaire class and and corporations, and um, you know, with all the labor activity that's happening now, um, the the rise and sort of angst on the on on the worker side, there's a real opportunity to to kind of hit that message home, because guess what? It's true. <laughs> like it is actually, there is one party that's actually, that actually takes people's everyday lives and their economic 
um, stability into account when when crafting policy. And then there's another party that doesn't care about policy other than just giving tax cuts to the richest people in the world. And yet, you know, we've known this, as you say, since 1981, right? We've known this. And still people want to vote Republican because they think that they will handle the economy better. And then so much of it comes down to the economy. And yet Republicans have only increased to the national debt every time they've been in office and bankrupted the, the economics of it. And we know that Obama had to deal with that as he did very well, but Biden's done it even better, reduced the deficit in a massive way. Yep. Trump added $7 trillion to the deficit. I yep. mean, this is, you know, th these are hard facts, and yet they still don't seem to matter in that, in that kind of cult-like environment where the supreme leader, the, the Fuhrer, is the guy that is going to get the credit for everything and anything, whether he had anything to do with it or not. Right. Yeah, it's not an easy problem to solve. It's, it's decades in the making. Um, Republicans have been considered the, the party of fiscal responsibility and, and whatnot for, <clears throat> for a very long time. And I think that uh, it's, of course, it's going to take some time to sort of over, overtake that narrative. Um, I think in a, in a funny way, you know, the lack of inform lack of, uh, information, rich, uh, content, the lack of, uh, uh, or sorry, the, the down, the downslope of, of people sort of consuming just like kind of Walter Cronkite style news yeah. and, 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 and movement towards social media, it kind of opens up an opportunity for us to, to, to switch that narrative. Um, yeah. because, because you, you're not dealing as much with the legacy, legacy media, who's going to sort of continue to perpetuate the, those, those stereotypes about the parties. And, and it give, gives us an opportunity for more of a kind of a guerrilla attack in terms of uh, information warfare to get the truth out there. Yeah, hopefully I do. I mean, I, 70% of people don't watch the news, but they are on Facebook and they are on Twitter and they do consume social media. And so, yeah. you know, that's why I would like Biden and, and, and Kamala Harris to be appearing more in Insta reels, you know, then people yep. could watch it while they're on the toilet. You know, right. the, this is the reality now. That's this, this is how people are, yeah, this is how <laughs> yeah. people are, c are consuming information. And so, yeah. and I, and I hope that they are open to that. But again, part of the problem is that the polarization, the divisiveness that, you know, the moment you see Kamala Harris start talking, an yep. upward flick of the thumb and she's gone. And, and right. so, you know, it really does require a lot of skill in, in, in really creating and curating the, the messaging. Well, and it's also where, where we can come in and I hate to keep coming back to this cause it's our shtick, but no, no, but I mean, it's um, the reason you're you know, here. you know, I think, I think, um, yeah, yes. If somebody, a, a regular person in their social media feed sees Kamala Harris or Joe Biden's face and they're like, yeah, they're going to swipe, swipe up like next, next reel, next TikTok. It's like please. online dating, isn't it? Right. Same exactly. Thing. Yeah. No, thank you. <clears throat> but if if a a trusted messenger uh opens that clip and frames yeah. that clip yeah. for for that audience member whoa did you see did you see what Kamala Harris just said about about uh, student loan you know student loans yeah. or whatever 
and, and, and then you clip and then you go to the clip, you know, it's more likely that, that they're actually going to listen to yeah. it and li- listen well, get to what the celebrities to involved. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing, you know, we yeah. live in such a, a culture, a, a, you know, popular culture that you really want to hear the actors and the entertainers that we are used to really kind of nailing their colors to the mast. I think, it, yeah. you know, in the, and, and I, I appreciate you don't want to do it too soon because really the election cycle is, is most powerful in that, in that quarter, that three months leading up to the vote. Right. So it would be interesting to kind of see how, how that plays out Yeah, and whether, you know, Trump is still a free man. I, I get into trouble on this channel. People write to me and they're like, why do you say that he's not going to get, you know, arrested? Why do you say he's not going to go to jail? That is my view. I think he's too much of a slippery snake. Yeah. And, you know, he always has an out. And unfortunately, it's often the kind of rich white people that can, you know, use their privilege to get away from, you know, the law or punishment or what, Completely. you know, the, the, the legals that everybody else is, is subjected to, which is 100%. a little frustrating. I mean, just look, just look at the gag order, right? I mean, yeah, he, he gets a gag order and he just gives the middle finger uh, doesn't doesn't really care about it. He's like, nah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to have consequences, you know. Yeah. So, and and he's right. <laughs> he's never faced consequences for anything other than losing the 2020 election, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I I'm with you. I I'll believe it when I see it, and and I think it's uh, it would be great to get a criminal conviction. But even if he gets convicted, will he? And and is on the path to jail. Will he actually? go to jail before the 2024 election. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I, I'm not a legal expert, but my understanding is he'll probably appeal and then there'll be a process. And well, he'll go stuff. all the way to the Supreme court, which he right. has waiting and ready for this. You know, exactly. th- this is part of the reason why he was desperate to pack the court in those last few weeks before he eventually left the white house, because right. he knew that there would probably be court cases against him and it'll end up in the Supreme court and they'll vote in his favor. Yeah. And, and, and he has already rigged the system before these things get started. Yeah. Um, I would finally say, you know, I, I try not to do predictions. I'm not certainly going to ask you for one, but I personally think that the abortion subject is going to be the linchpin on the, on the ballot because ultimately, and this is something that I think the Democrats need to really push home that, that, you know, if you if you are pro-life is amazing branding. It doesn't mean what it says, but it's, they use that and, you know, it plays on people's emotions. But anti-abortion really needs to be the phrase that mm-hmm. is used um, because it, it fights against that kind of pro-life movement. And if they truly were pro-life, they would have banned guns and, you know, assault rifles by now. Yeah, I mean, just look at the election results from from a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, yeah. The the uh, Ohio passing a constitutional amendment to to preserve the right to an abortion. Um, the uh, the Virginia victories, where where the campaign was almost entirely centered centered around uh, Youngkin's fifteen uh, week abortion ban. Right. Um, I agree a hundred percent. That's a re- a really important one. There's three W's that I hope that the 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 party embraces: women, the abortion issue workers uh can like keep on this sort of drumbeat about union joe yes joe out on the strike line joe having the backs of workers joe fighting against the corporate uh 
the the corporations who are who are price gouging us and 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 uh trying to deny us the wages that we deserve like i think that's a really winning argument and it's and it's and it's a way to at least try and bring down our negatives on 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 the economy before the 2024 election and then the third w is weed <laughs> look at look at uh, look at ohio i mean legalization is extremely popular in, in yeah. a very bipartisan way like figure out ways, you know, coming up to 2024 to, and I know, I know that uh, Biden moved to have, uh, have uh, marijuana be recl- reclassified uh, in in the, uh, you know, to to a lesser uh, controlled substance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yes, at the federal level, but also like get as many ballot initiatives as you can, you know, because because that'll help to help to get the vote out with the young people. But not just the young people, you know. It's a very broadly. You know, everyone is smoking, Nick. Everyone. <laughs> everyone is Good smoking. Lord. I can't yeah. wait to get off this call. I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Well, I'll give you that opportunity now because we have to finish. But I'm I'm really pleased that you had the time to to meet with us, uh, Nick Knudsen from uh, Demcast. Thanks for joining the weekend show. So glad to be with you. Thank you. I'm Anthony Davis. Don't forget to support me and independent journalism at patreon.com slash five minute news. Uh, the five minute news OG daily podcast drops every morning. You can hear me telling you what's going on around the world while you make your coffee. And do join us next week with a brand new special guest and more factual news stories to discuss on the five minute news weekend show with Midas Touch. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.